everyone. It's those good old-fashioned values, and uh, we are continuing on our journey through Futurama. And this week we watched Season 2, and I'm curious to see what you all think of it, because I'm honestly not entirely sure what I did. going to go around the table, and we're going to talk about Futurama Season 2. Andy, what did you think of this season? I think I like this season more than the first, generally. Mm. Uh, this season felt bigger. It felt like it was... Pushing more interesting episodes overall. The cast felt a little tighter. Everything was a little snappier. I don't know if it was like... Uh, this is certainly not Futurama's best seasons. I think three and four. Uh, four especially are when they get really good. But this is this is definitely a step in the right direction for me personally. Mm. Nice. <laughs> for you personally. Yeah, you have the, I'm, I hope you're really proud of the work you did on this show, yeah. Andy. As, as the executive producer and the director of five episodes... Yeah, yeah, I don't know if, uh, when you if were, I told you before, but what, I'm like actually three years old. Yeah. <laughs> Ty, what did you think of the uh, season? Secretly the whole time. So I didn't realize that we were recording at the table. So here, let me get. Okay, I got to pull my chair out. Uh, I thought it was good. Uh, there's there's some stuff that I think like it feels like they're getting in a groove, and they're definitely more willing. They're they're more willing to like take on I think traditional sitcom plots and like give them the confidence that they need to pull that off, which they they did in the first season. But I think now it really feels like they have like they're confident in what they're doing. Uh, I will say that though, if I had to quibble, and we can get into it more, uh, they they you they bump up their use of the CGI enough that like there is uh, there there are a handful of scenes in this season that look like PS2 graphics and it and kind of pulls you out of it more than it did in the first season. I the, think the Santa episode yeah. has a lot of uh like Shadow of the Colossus yeah. cut scenes or, in it. Or the Bender, the the Bender giant one in the What If episode, mm. where it's just like five minutes of that is just straight up like, no, we're just gonna do like our weird, you know, CGI that looks like Family Guy across the multiverse or whatever. <laughs> so yeah, not not to step on Tepper Spencer's toes that much because um, he hasn't gotten to give his take. I that's definitely true, but I'd say that's a fair trade-off for like the more ambitious and plot and action-oriented stuff that season two is going for. Hmm. It's a, I would say season two overall is a little less sitcom-y. Yeah, I think part of the reason why I'm unsure how I feel about the season, it's definitely good, to be sure. It's just, you know, they're, they're taking bigger swings and they're getting more wild and ambitious with their plots. It's just, it does feel like, and this might just be completely insane and this might just be like end bias since I watched, you know, the last half of the season pretty recently. This season might not be as funny as the first one. I, really? I, I I think some of the jokes in the first season like hung together better with the plot, but I will say that this season is really, really good at like throwing in one-liners or little bits of visual comedy that make me, like, that destroy me completely divorced from the actual plot of the thing. And honestly, given how much we like love Family Guy and stuff and... and I guess mm. this wasn't, you know, after the family guyification of, of all fucking adult comedy or whatever, but like it, it feels like in a similar vein, but with a different aesthetic style behind it. And I, I really, really love whenever it gets like a big laugh line and regardless of like, and, and I, I truly think that like there were more of them in this season than there were in the first, even if they were like more separated. Yeah. I'm you know, what's one of my favorite jokes this season, Ty, sorry to interrupt Spencer. Um, I really like the Will of the Warrior joke. That one always gets me. <laughs> like a little chuck. Yeah, I don't know. That one's okay. I I uh I don't know. Maybe 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 it's just me. I just I couldn't I don't know. I found myself like I was laughing quite a lot during the first season and there 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 is some really funny stuff here to be sure. You know, Zoidberg still the MVP of the show. All of his like little oh, yeah. body humor bits and like those little like screeches that he does are always so fucking good. And all the the Zoidberg centric episodes also are just fantastic too. But um, I don't know. There, there was a certain je ne sais quoi that was lost, and I don't oh, even shut know. Shut up. <laughs> and Come on. I, I don't even know you, if you knew what you were doing when you said it. Like yeah, don't I pretend did. like he that did. was just I a did. cute little slip. Yeah, I knew what I was doing. And um, I'm not even sure if that's like a bad thing since, you know, the more ambitious swings they take here are really, really fucking impressive. Like, you know, obviously the Santa stuff is really great. 
you know, how Hermes requisitioned his groove back. That's all timer episode just because they sort of build this like really elaborate bureaucracy system. And I don't know, kind of give it like the same respect that you would in like a movie like Brazil, but in fucking 20 minutes. So I don't know. I'm, I'm very positive, but I'm mixed since it does feel like they traded off, you know, just joke after joke after joke into like, you know, this more elaborate stuff, but maybe I'm just playing contrarian for uh, the sake of yeah, padding I, out this episode. I, I, I completely, I mean, I also, your, you know, your take on it subjective. Like, I'm not going to say, oh no, you're wrong. I got completely the opposite. I think if any, like, yeah, there were bigger swings, but I think if anything, this was the season where they're just like, let's just make this shit funny. Like, let's just make jokes. And, re you know, regardless of like whether or not it fits entirely with like, oh, this is the fucking, you know, theme and plot of the episode. And I, I loved it. Mm. So, yeah, I don't necessarily think Spencer is wrong. I think this is a, a tighter season, but I, I think season one might have the more standout jokes. But, like, the sort of ambitious, like, story-driven stuff is more what I'm here for when I watch Futurama. So I don't mind the trade-off as jokes. Futurama was never, like, the funniest sitcom to me. It got through uh, its charm. One other thing I want to say about uh, this season is that while this season gets very good in the ambitious uh, sci-fi stuff, we're still not quite at tearjerker Futurama yet. That's that's I think the 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 key element yeah. missing from this sort of stuff is uh, we'll get into that I think next season. Yeah. No, they they uh they don't do quite it's good the... that we're talking about it now. Yeah. <laughs> they don't go quite. I guess there are like little moments like there's moments where Leela kind of like, you know, you know, my planet's got to be out there, right? And then they like pan out to like the entire universe. They they're I think they're definitely kind of testing the waters and like how fucking sad can we make this show? But uh, yeah, no, it's definitely not. We're not at Jurassic Park quite yet. I'm also to return to what Ty said, you said that they're doing more sitcommy plots. I agree with you, but uh I do think, you know, like you well, said the confidence works really well. It the setting, um, I almost said milieu, but I, you know, I knew Ty would just rake me across the coals for that. Uh, I'm going to rake you over <laughs> it for saying that you had it planned. Yeah. I, even if, it's like if you swerve to avoid it and hit, like, if you swerve to avoid a wall and still hit a fire hydrant. Like. <laughs> Spencer puts on, uh, a hat that says movie critic, but it's a dunce cap. Um. Yeah, I do be doing that. No, but, um... The, the setting helps so much that they can just, like, give actual weird twists to all of the plots that they're doing. Like, you genuinely don't expect some of the swerves they make. You know, like, they have the Leela meets the one surviving member of the race, and it, it starts out, yeah. like, you know, pretty formulaic, but it goes out in all these, like, weird directions that, uh you know, make it worth the foundation, I think. So... Yeah, I don't know. I talking about the season, I it feels like I have nothing but positive things to say, but I just it it didn't quite click in the same way the first one did, but you know, I still love this show a lot and I fully expect that to be not be a problem in the next two seasons. So, you know what's something that I think we can all agree is a complete improvement over season 1? What? Season one, we talked a little bit about how a lot of the voice actors hadn't quite yeah, like clicking, got into yeah. their performances. Yeah. Everyone's, I think, mostly clicked by this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. Like everyone just sounds right now. Yeah. No, it's and and you. I think the interesting thing is like you can especially see that with like Bender as the season goes on. Like at the beginning, he still has some of that like weird rasp and like the the kind of like strange intonation, and it really does feel like John DiMaggio gets into the uh, like the vibe that Bender is going to carry for the rest of the series by the end of the season, and and it's it's a huge improvement. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As far as filling out the side cast go, Amy is still basically nothing. They she doesn't really she's the most I think she got better jokes this season. Yeah. Like I like the uh in the the Qbert episode, the the dentures gag. Mm. That was cute. She gets yeah. a lot of little snipes at uh at Leela that I really yeah, like. In the in yeah. the emotion episode yes. where she's just like she's like we're gonna go back to his car to, to the back seat of his car for coffee <laughs> really really killed me yeah uh, she i think they're getting close to like what she needs to be for like the character to work which is just like a, a kind of bratty rich bitch and they're not there entirely yet but they are migrating closer i think it's more less that she's not a good character this season more that she doesn't really have any spotlight moments this season yeah she's still purely a background character mostly in terms of writing and portrait which you know is fine 
Uh, Hermes. Hermes, I would say, came into his own. This yeah, season. absolutely. Yeah. The whole uh, bureaucrat episode is like really it is Hermes episode to the bottom of the thing. Mm-hmm. And he he kills it. How Hermes requisitioned his groove back. That's such a great name. I, t- yeah. I totally missed that watching it. They, they really lean into season one. Hermes was more of a stick in the mud. They, they're leaning more into the fact that Hermes is a fucking nerd now. Yeah. Which works. I don't think they've gotten entirely into the limbo stuff, but that they've at least hinted at it. And also, I do like that they've started seeding the, like, no, Hermes and Zoidberg, like, or Z- Hermes hates Zoidberg. Like, yes. just just irrationally and just at any moment when it is possible to be mad at Zoidberg for something, Hermes will be mad at Zoidberg. I, I, I will say so, something that surprised me, because I've, I've seen more later seasons more recently, is that, like, He's a bit more aggressive with her back. Yeah, like Zer- yeah. Zoidberg, Zoidberg throws back some stuff in this season, which I think they they back away from as it. Which goes is on. sad. I li- I like him being a being able to hold his own a little bit. Mm. Uh, uh, we I, also haven't. I mean, you're right. I also think that the character is just straight up funnier when he's just like pathetic <laughs> constantly. Like the whole thing of like when they get fired and he's like, "Yay, now Zoidberg's the popular one." <laughs> Yeah, it's. I, I think it's better when it's like no, he truly like needs to scramble to get a a scrap of like any type of affection or dignity. Um, yeah. But I, I agree that like it is interesting like when he does kind of spar back with people, even if it's not. They, as I funny. will say while well, they're leaning it into with Hermes in regards to Zordberg, I don't think they've fully gotten into the everyone fucking hates him yet. Like it's it's that you do in later seasons. He's still just yeah. like it, you got Fry wanting to kill him and fucking the love interest episode but you know mm. the, the rest of the time he's he's just he's just kind of doing his own thing most of the time yeah i mean uh if we're still going on sidecast zap brannigan and kiff come back more uh i i don't think this is when lure was introduced but it's definitely like they're getting into oh no this is like going to be a recurring bad guy yeah. same kind of with mom although i think she had already been in that bit more mm. than Lur had been. Uh, so yeah, they're, re- they're, they're starting to build out the universe more, even if it is kind of like on a, you know, basis by basis type thing. We also get uh, Robot Mafia this season. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah this clamps. is the first time they were there. Yeah. We're going to clamp ya. Yeah. I don't know what I think of them yet. I think... Uh... I I think it's I think it's probably not Futurama's fault that I'm just fucking tired of mafia jokes. But I will at least what say if, uh, they're what not. If a, do- what if Italian Bender was like, "Hey, kiss him, my shiny metal ass." I, I will or, or say bite they, a, that, bite of my like, shiny metal ass. Yeah. Also, uh, I'm a I'm a make a Tesla. Oh. No, it's I, it, they don't really out- offer. Mia, I'm a drink a spicier beer. <laughs> God. No, I'm done. Are you? Okay. Are you done? Uh, Are you uh, done? I I'm okay. Okay. Now, now, legitimately, that's like I I know how to make like a show engaging. Like, please don't. All right, all right. We'll, we'll respect you. Okay. Um, thank you. So, Mamma Mia, Benda Gerda. You see, you're Someone you're fucking Lucy in the football now. No, the <laughs> the. Uh, <laughs> They don't offer any new, um, anything new to like the mafia jokes. Like, oh, they're the mafia, but they're robots, and that's about yeah. it. Which they build out as it goes on, I think. And it's not like they don't get good jokes with the robot mafia. Like, I'm thinking specifically of like when they they fire like an entire, like both of them fire an entire group yeah. of Tommy guns into the informant. It's like, and let that be a warning to you. And he's like <laughs> Swiss cheesed with holes. Yeah. <laughs> That is that's a pretty good joke. I felt like, uh, if we're talking about Sidecast, uh, Calculon and All My Circuits was a much bigger presence, as well as uh, oh, yeah. the the newscasters. Yeah, like, Zor- like Zorbo. Futurama's TV and, stuff. Yeah. Yes. Which, I'm going to be honest, I've never found Zorbo that funny. No, I think it works. he works as more of like an exposition device than he does as like a ca- comedy character in his own right, for sure. And I think they I... do start recognizing that to a degree. I think um, the, the, he he's not that funny, but the way uh, his co-host pivots off of him, I I like a lot. Just like her, like kind of vapid yeah. laugh after. Like, and, <laughs> that's right, Zorbo. 
Yeah, and um, yeah, but- the the one really great like all timer line he got the season was, um, and that is why PS three one four public school in the third grade is my vermin of the week. Yeah, <laughs> you know what's uh, maybe not like the, the the true star, but I think the funniest role uh, this season. Billy West fucking knocks it out of the park with Nixon this season. He's having yeah. so much fun. I don't like the Nixon Just the, stuff. Really getting into like the jowl throwing around. Wait. No, it's great. I'm sorry. Just, Nixon's oh, yeah, always know. a fun part of this show. I don't like Cause it. Because they're just doing like, <laughs> they're just doing Nixon, but he's also Mr. Burns, where he's just a crazy old man too, who's also... I, I definitely understand that, like, Nixon, like, bringing Nixon in the show is kind of like a, like a, like the dumb lip joke stuff that we give uh, American Dad Family Guy credit for. But I don't know, like, just Billy West's performance saves it for me. I'm just, I'm, I don't know, man. It, it just feels like they put, yeah. it feels like they put George Bush in the show. It, and it, I just, there is, <sighs> there is some part, there's some part of me that just, like, sees, like, Nixon jokes and Nixon impressions and just, just like just i recoil i don't know why i just i have i've never liked nixon as part of the show and i doubt i ever will it's uh it's just my well that's you it's okay to be wrong i mean i i i see where you're coming from to the degree like to a degree where it's like yeah obviously like matt graining as a fucking you know annoying like old lib is like oh you know nixon the most evil man of all time but I don't know. I, I think they walk the line of, like, enough where it's, like, they if they are going to reference, like, the actual Nixon, they do it relatively, like, you know, free-handedly. And, and a lot of the time the joke comes down to, like, this is just, like, a, a slimy politician guy that, like, I, I think, I don't think it's, like, in the same way where it's, like, if you were to make, like, you know, Lil Trumpy or whatever, like, in a, in a you know, show 10 years from now. Like, like, I think that, I think that they keep it vague enough that it, it's not like, they're not trying to beat up on Nixon just cause like, oh, you know, look at, look at how bad this guy was. And it's just more like he's a stand in for like a shady politician. Cause everyone kind of knows of like, like everyone, kn- that's how everyone knows him in like the popular consciousness. Or yeah. You, you could, you could swap Nixon out with like Benedict Arnold and get yeah. the same jokes mostly. Well, uh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. In, in terms of archetype. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just something that annoys me. I just I, Nixon jokes, you know, they're well, never you, per- particularly. Have you considered original. that that the thing that's annoying you is you uh, is actually a mirror? Yeah. I mean, no. I look, guys. Before I did the podcast, I thought about that a lot. You know, I went to the mirror. I was like, right. is, is this just me? Is is it just is it a mirror? And then I went to my computer and I made sure you know uh, my monitor was that on. It was on. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, I I did everything. Yeah. I, I walked around. No, that's that's a good point. You you have been, I think, pretty on the ball about that lately. Yeah. No, um, I I made sure all of those things were there. Hell, I just said hell. Is it actually me? Is it just me? And uh, no, it was it was Nixon. I just I don't like Nixon jokes that much. I think I. Right. Well, it's uh, okay. Yeah. But have but what what about? Because this is something that I I do think. Uh, they they play up during the season where have you considered that he's rubber and you're glue mm. Uh, mm. and that yeah. in fact all of the criticisms that you're making about Richard Nixon and his portrayal in the show have actually bounced off of him and and stuck back onto you I haven't I haven't given that much thought I'll have to, I'll get yeah. back to you that's I, yeah. I mean do, yeah it's a blind spot but I think it's understandable I always forget yeah. about that do one. I have time do I have time to get a snack before this routine's done <laughs> no I- yeah uh before well, Andy before you go do you do you know who is on first uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah who <laughs> yeah that's that's what I'm asking um <laughs> Uh, I guess so. Santa's voiced by John DiMaggio this season, or not John DiMaggio? He's voiced by uh, John Goodman. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I I completely forgot about that. Yeah, they just straight up got John Goodman to play Santa, which yeah, and it's yeah, and when they bring anything back, it's John DiMaggio. Goodman is in, it's like he's gonna kill it, and he I, really does. No, he does a good job as Santa. He has like no, I I, I like him, and I also understand yeah. why why he didn't stick around because you know because he's it's hard a to busy keep that John DiMaggio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say I do like as much as I like Goodman's role on it. I think Goodman is better at like playing like 
Santa Claus but evil. But I like DiMaggio's vocal performance a sure. bit more. Like he's 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 hamming well, it up more when yeah. he does, gets around to it. Yeah, yeah, and the thing about Goodman is that like Goodman is not like a very cartoony actor, but like he is so good at playing like that kind of paternalistic but with a lot of like menace behind it type character. Like he you know, he does the same thing in fucking uh community he does the same thing in the in the gemstones he 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 has like that very he has that type kind of played where it's like because he has like that fatherly vibe and he has gotten very very good at like putting a little bit of just like fucking evil behind it to like put you off center and yeah and I think that that's really what like Santa needed for this concept. I, yeah. I did realize watching this. Oh, American Dad just fucking stole their evil Santa from this. Like they just straight up lifted yeah. it from this like entirely, like down to the voice even. I don't think that we should be banding about accusations that Seth, Mc, Seth MacFarlane Project stole something from another show. <laughs> no, I from, mean, we from really, a, we from really... From a fucking Matt Groening show, especially. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> look, okay, I need to I need to go on record. I don't care. Like, I, I like when, yeah. you know, if you see a good idea, steal it. It's fine. Who cares? But, well, Unless no. Unless it's was... this podcast, in which case, don't do it. Well, yeah, this don't steal because good it's luck. not a good, good idea. Luck trying it's a to bad steal idea. Which is why you shouldn't. Yeah, it's actually it. an awful idea. Don't do it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Going back. The only thing uh, that applies to is other shows and Spencer's tweets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what? What were you going back Good to? Luck Andy? People trying to stop me. Oh, uh, I just want to talk about the main cast. Uh, last season, we kind of went. Fry and Leela were kind of the more most boring parts of the show. I think Fry and Leela are a bit better this season in that, like, with Leela, you got like the orphanage flashbacks and stuff. You've got more to like tie them together in, in terms of like main plot stuff then they're just like main character characters but i don't know i was wondering if you, if you thought they improved as well leela i think improved a bit this season since uh i don't know she she gets to she's not just like the, the mom character anymore basically she gets to be like irresponsible she gets to have flaws and yeah yeah she she gets to yeah she gets to have flaws basically which I think is like I, a, I think the the whole Cyclops episode kind of lays to bed like that they don't like you can't do anything with Leela which yeah. and and even that's like I think still kind of in like the oh this is a female character role but like it's clear that they are branching out and doing new shit with her or like the whole one where she goes blind it's yeah they're making her so she's not like bulletproof anymore no um sorry is for, pretty much the same sorry though. for interrupting uh, no it's all good uh no I Fry is pretty much the same yeah I agree there he's maybe a little dumber yeah. It's just a yeah. dumb guy. They do. They are starting to hint at the romance uh, in the in the military episode. They do kind of like have Fry say like, "Well, I got a thing for a girl back home." And Leela does right. have a great line. It's like, "Oh, who is she? Is she a brunette Chinese or Cyclops?" <laughs> that, uh, that yeah. Was... <laughs> Who's yeah. that? Who's the brunette? <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah. Legitimately, I'm trying to think. Cause Amy, only... I guess. No, because she's the. She would be the Chinese one. I think. I think the joke. I think the joke. Scruffy. Jo <laughs> yeah, it was Scruffy. Yo, yeah. Scruffy. You think yeah, there's no some cap, great art about there? I would, I would smash Scruffy in an instant. Scruffy would just. Do you think there's good art out there about just Scruffy just dicking down Fry? Yeah, anywhere? I think I think Scruffy slings great dick. Yeah. <laughs> Woman on Twitter um, will be like, "OMG, this guy is so hot," and then it's just and scruffy. it's Scruffy. <laughs> also, yeah. Also, I, I I really liked. It could have been handled worse. Oh, wait, I liked hold on. The Here, gag. I found something. Oh, sure. Sorry, keep going, keep going. Uh, I liked the the gag of... Oh, shit, what's his fucking name? Uh, Description? Z of, of, I, liked, I liked the gag of Zaf being oh. attracted to Leela yeah. in... Thank Which, you, thank you, Ty. To be fair, that I think that is kind of like... Actually, fuck, when did Clone High came out, come out? Was Clone... I think it was a few years after that. I, I, I always was... felt like Clone High was in the 90s, but it might have been like early... Yeah, never mind. So I guess Clone High stole this from Futurama. Because they do the similar thing with with JFK and Joan of Arc. Although yeah. maybe it's just like a common sitcom trope. I don't know. I just gotta, I gotta, I gotta say yeah. that long pause that Andy made was absolutely <laughs> him trying not to like say the wrong name again because he knows. <laughs> well, I was actually looking on the Wikipedia for Zach Brannigan's yeah. name, yes. just so he wouldn't say, you know, the Fivel. You know how Fivel yeah. is in you love know. with. <laughs> Gary, <laughs> yeah, you just know he knows we were waiting. We you, were waiting. You know, to pounce. You, you know the the guy I'm talking about. He's like the he's the starship captain. Oh. He's he's like blonde. He has like the the uh, I think his name was Andy. 
Also, also, uh, talking about Zap for a second, I think Kiff's funnier this season. I think they're getting a lot more good material out of Kiff. Yeah, I, I think, and and Kiff is one of those was, characters. He was just like, oh, was just uh, like yes, the, the beat up side, or, yeah, like the sidekick that like Zap abuses, and like that's still the archetype. But yeah, they're getting more into like, I I love how fucking annoying Leela finds him because like, yes. the only thing he can talk about is like how much he hates Zap, and it's like just like after like the first two minutes, she's like, I don't give a shit, I I don't fucking care. Uh, uh, and then the way he abuses yeah, Fry so when Fry becomes season. his assistant, it's yeah, yeah, they're giving him layers. I think they really, they really did hit their stride when they paired him up with uh with Amy, but you know they haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, looking forward to watching that. Yeah, uh, do we have anything else to say, or do we want to move to the back half? See you then. Yeah, bye in the back half. When I was told it was a hurricane in Kingston Town, we'd all foot and a half of water. Everyone was alright, but I cried all night. It blew my alphabet blocks out of order. And they say this boy's born to be a bureaucrat, born to be all obsessive and snotty. I made my friends and relations file long applications to get into my 10th birthday party. But something changed when my man turned broad. I was sorting, but I wasn't smiling. He forgot that it's not about badges and ranks. It's supposed to be about the filing. We didn't choose to be bureaucrats No, that's what Almighty Jam made us We treat people like swine and make them stand in line Even if nobody paid us They say the world looks down on the bureaucrats They say we're anal, compulsive and weird But when push comes to shove, you gotta do what you love Even if it's not a good idea Zoidberg! They said I probably shouldn't be a surgeon They poo-pooed my electric frankfurter They said I probably shouldn't fly with just one eye I'm Bender, please insert Carter. Everybody sing Jamaica! Jamaica! Just a bureaucrat's Jamaica! 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 Sing me home! When push comes to shove, you gotta do what you love, even if it's not a good idea. And we're back. Uh, we're gonna start out with Xmas Story. So we've already talked about uh, John Goodman and Evil Santa. Um... I do, I do really like just the scary Christmas vibe, just in general. I think that's you know, yeah. we Christmas are... and horror go real well together. Yeah, like we hey, we wish you a scary Christmas and a frightening New Year. <laughs> that that'd that'd kill on Twitter <sighs> four years ago. I liked. Um, I mean, every cartoon has. I feel like has like a Marty, We gotta a ski go back. Resort. Your son has, a, has he, like a. Or we gotta go to the future, Marty. Your son, he's posting cringe online. <laughs> Why does Doc sound like Bernie Sanders here? Because I'm bad at voices. <laughs> I, I, I I like the um the the ski resort jokes, but I feel like every cartoon, especially this era, had like a section where let's have the characters go to a ski resort. Like Simpsons did it like three or four times around this, or two or three times around this era. Yeah. Uh, South Park has Aspen. Which, by the way, maybe like five people in history have been to a ski resort. Yeah. 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 Actually. Actually, no. Uh, it uh, hate to be that guy, but there's this ski resort in Virginia, Wintergreen. That's uh, maybe not like a true ski resort, but it's very, very popular, and basically all my nah, friends man. spend a ton of time nah, there. Nah, it's a psyop. Well, yeah, yeah, it's just the Black Lodge. <laughs> it's it's the opposite of FOMO. That's just like whenever the FBI needs to like requisition someone's memories, they bring them there and like implant false memories of having a good day at the ski slope. This episode also had a pretty good Amy joke where like she huddles up with the guy with the cast, but then she goes over to the guy in the full body cast and it's like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that is good. I do love how I I like when Amy just like gets to be incredibly vapid. I we we said in the first half, but it's just like truly what makes her character work is that she's just like a very selfish, horny little goblin. I like I do like how in this show they let the female characters be like as horny as the guys, basically. Like they never Yeah, I know you do. They they (laughs) never got yet shut up shut up, Andy. Andy, I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, but no, I mean, it is like a nice change of pace since, you know, other Matt Groening show, they had Marge who just gets to be Marge all the time, but now they really do kind of let the, all the female characters in the show cut loose a bit, which is, which is uh, good for women. Yeah, it's, it's, it's feminism to, to show Leela jilling off on screen (laughs) at least twice a season. Yeah. Um, 
That's definitely feel- why Spencer supports that. Yeah. How do you feel about the the future Christmas Xmas jokes? Like, obviously, Santa's the main focus, but there's a bunch of jokes this episode about, like, like the the getting a palm tree instead of a a fir tree. Palm tree or, for like, Christmas like would be cool. Like, That's my thoughts yeah. on that. What yo? What if you went to Hawaii for Christmas and instead of snowing, you went to the freaking beach? I I also like. I'm in uh, LA. It's not going to be I'm snowing not- out here. It's it's going to be pretty warm out here during Christmas. Yo, what if during Christmas you went to the freaking beach? Maybe I will. Um, yeah, you opened yeah. your presents. I like the the it's covered in the sand. The plot. Of... That's why they put the wrapping paper on. It's to block all the sand okay. from getting in the present. <laughs> I'm gonna be here a while. This is beach. it's fun to watch you do this to Andy instead of me. I'm just trying to force my way through it, and it's not working. It doesn't I'm work, just, man. I present? I always try it. It doesn't work. You open up your you open up your present. It's a surfboard. So you can ride the waves on Christmas. <laughs> Hang I'm gonna 10. drown you on Christmas. Hang ten? Well you can do that. Because you're gonna be at the beach. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, thank you so much, Ty. Uh get a, for, get for a mar- holding get a this margarita? podcast together. Set of eggnog instead of eggnog. Get a freaking margarita. <laughs> We got three more episodes to go, Ty. Can we pick up the pace? Yeah, yeah. Ty, you should go to an open mic and just do this, and just no one, no one will laugh. But you just keep, you just <laughs> yeah. keep doing it. And then as soon as you get downstage, someone else goes into their bit, and you should interrupt them like you do us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, just be the phantom of the, the stand-up toe. night. Yeah, and, and the the phantom of Helium Comedy Club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Instead of mistletoe, it's a puka shell necklace. Hmm. It's hung up. You get under it, and you you kiss the surf babe <laughs> on the beach. Uh, all right. Uh, so, are, yeah. do you got any okay, more? I'm sorry, I'm done. Okay, I know you're not, but I'll, I'll continue I, as if you're gonna interrupt. I already us. did. No, I already. I'm legitimately. I already did that joke earlier this episode. I don't like, believe it's not you. Gonna be fucking. It's not gonna <laughs> be fucking funny if I repeat the joke. I don't believe you. But okay. do we have anything else to say about Xmas story? Yeah, uh, uh, I like I like the Bender B plot a lot this season uh, of just him looting. The, yeah, the we just pretends to be homeless. And... Oh, that's actually something we forgot to mention in the beginning is how how much they get out of like the little tiny Tim robot who just like yeah. his yeah. whole life is constantly getting like crushed by a steamroller. It's so good. Yeah, just something pitiful that constantly gets inflicted cruelty Merry on Christmas. Sir immediate comedy formula like just just if you ever want to think of something yeah. like just you know orphans like dying dogs old people yeah. like spencer's spencer's favorite song is the your favorite martian song orphan tears yeah no absolutely the chord changes oh, on it are insane you yeah know? it's it's like it's in like 12 7 it's yeah. pretty crazy yeah, it's like it's like Rush composition. The guys from Steely Dan. Neil Peart was actually playing uh, uncredited on it. Yes, the guys from Steely Dan said it was the one song they wish they had written. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also one more thing about uh, the episode that before. Oh, I mean, Andy, did you have anything else? Because you had been. No, I think I'm good. Okay. Uh, what if instead of roasting chestnuts over an open fire, you roasted weenies over a bonfire? That'd be at Christmas that'd... on the beach. That would be an, a real L.A. Christmas. Yeah. All right. Well, I suppose... Wearing sunglasses on Christmas. What is this? That's L.A., baby. I suppose we should do a clone of my own. Um, yeah. Yes. And talk about Qbert. I got to say, I love how fucking annoying Qbert is. I, I lo- yeah, well... It is... Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's, it's just... He's such just a perfect little, like, just annoying shithead. Like, you just, you just well, want to fucking strangle him. And and the episode is very funny because you can easily like imagine this is just the writers of Futurama getting mad at every fucking pedant who took like who went to the first season being like, um, actually Bender couldn't actually bend that girder without his arms falling off because of the tensile strength. Of, and it's just like, well, what if we put all of this and it just like the most shitty 12 year old ever. And then we basically just beat him up until he learned how to not do that. Yeah, I, um. I remember reading that, like, uh, an article that was basically, like, uh, I forget what the context is, but that they, they deliberately made Qbert the, the comic book guy of Futurama. Yeah. Just, like, 
yeah. the, the obnoxious nerd, nerd fan Which, fandom. And I mean, with Futurama, there's like a place every episode for that, like those types of fucking annoying losers to like get really into the, oh, actually, scientifically, you couldn't travel through space that fast because of the law of conservation of energy. And, it, and you know, in the episode where it's like one of the characters is a Jewish crab monster. And it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's very funny to see them being like, all right, motherfucker, we can sling back. Well, if this we, is you. This well, is a if we, mirror. If we, if, we t if we take into account the inherent absurdity of Woody Allen being a lobster, yeah. there, there's still the question of the matter that dark matter cannot be transported like that. Um... Um, even after a th uh, even in the future, uh, if you had been uh, frozen for a thousand years, your vital organs would have shut down and slash or been uh, been affected by by the low temperatures enough that they wouldn't function when you got when when you emerged from the tank without immediate medical attention. And it's like I will he, say it's a it's the guy who did The Simpsons. Like yeah, I, I will the, also the say the last cartoon he made, everyone was yellow. Like what are you? I will. I will also say, uh, going forward, I like uh, the interactions with Cubert and Hermes' son. Uh, they're a fun duo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which but, uh, I don't think oh, his son I... appears yet, but yeah, they they get really really good when they uh, finally become like a little. I also show like the. the show. I also like the nursing home jokes this episode because yeah. <laughs> it's just the Matrix, but instead it just makes them think they're in a nursing home in Florida. <laughs> Yeah. That's such a cruel little like twist where it's like they're not even they don't even get to be in the nursing home. They're in a matrix of just like feeling like they're in the worst place, literally like the worst place a human being can go besides like prison. Yeah. It, like then that's the thing where it's like obviously, yeah, it's a cartoon so it doesn't get to nursing homes are so fucking evil, man. They're it's yeah, so yeah. fucked up. It's also fucked up how, like, stratified they are. Like, if you're rich and you want to go to a nursing home, you're basically just, like, you know, a retirement community. You're just you're, chilling It's a hotel out. that you live in as an old guy. Yeah, yeah. you're just chilling. You're having a great time there yeah. with all your old buddies. And then... It, it's, it's like it's like if, like, if you make more than, like, $300,000 a year, your nursing home just has Splash Mountain in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, all the other nursing homes are just, like jail for being too a, annoying yeah, to your family a box that a box that you shove your grandma in as soon as her adult diapers stop catching everything yeah, yeah. it's uh, just it's they, an, they, an insanity room it's a room that they have splash mountain but with the the original racist reference cartoons from oh, fucking God. song of the south and my stepdad was so mad that they took those out like he was complaining for like three weeks straight about that <laughs> It's oh, such a funny thing so to be cool. defensive about too. Like yeah. it's one thing. It's like if it was like a great show, like a, you know, like how they had blackface episodes yeah. and always. No, it's sunny just or the something. rabbit wearing. It's the rabbit in the polo shirt is like sacred. <laughs> it's it's also especially funny because he just straight up like hates Disney World. Like my family would go like every other <laughs> year or whatever, and he just like he hates Disney World, but he's really up in arms about saving the integrity of Brer Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so cool. Which and it is stupid. Like it would, it was the whole thing with like the you know, oh, changing Cleveland's voice or taking all the blackface episodes of Thirty Rock off of Hulu or whatever. Like it's that same stupid impulse, but just like getting mad about it is the funniest thing you can do as like an adult, like a grown <laughs> I, man. I gotta say, it would yeah. be really funny if like for Cleveland, like they they Mike Henry retired and they changed the character, but like out of spite, they made the writing like a hundred times more offensive. Like, they were just so mad. That they, they were just so fucking mad they lost Mike Henry that they just made the writing, like, so, so much worse. That it's like, it would have been better if it was a white guy. Yeah. It'd be really funny if, like, they took Mike Henry off and they, they got, like, a Vietnamese actor to do, like, an extremely exaggerated Vietnamese accent for Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I mean, yeah. Let's talk yeah. about, let's talk about. Like, um, uh, what was, what was the fucking movie, like? downsizing or whatever uh where where the everyone got mad at like the i think she was either vietnamese or korean actress for like doing a like doing like a racist, racist caricature and then she's like no i based off of like my grandma <laughs> <laughs> no it, it, you're probably thinking of fucking or there was that but it's just they did something like uh like 16 candles or whatever that's oh, so funny maybe. how this like maybe that too this all, all of you go like Jokes about how, like, old movies haven't aged well are so hack, but it's so funny how, like, all of the John Hughes movies is like, and here's our new character, the Asian rapist. And it's just like, it, oh, all right, this, my parents love this movie. <laughs> no, it's, it's like, all yeah. right. 
Oh god, they're so here. He, John Hughes following up his blockbuster hit, The Breakfast Club, with the Asiatic threat. Yeah, literally, <laughs> like all of yeah. his movies had a character. It's like, and this is the uh, this is the ethnic sex pest, and it's just like, all right, well, uh, that, the rest well, of the movie's that, okay. That's Spencer or that's that's Patrick. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Other than that. How Hermes requisitioned his groove back. Best song of the season. Song of the season. It fucking rocks. I mean, you will have listened to it by this point in the episode because that's the that's that that's yes. like the interstitial music. Absolute fucking banger. Yeah. So good. The design of central bureaucracy is amazing. The whole episode. Uh, only thing I'm not like too wild about is the uh, the subplot with Fry and the 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 woman who's crazy for a slob. But the stuff about like Hermes and everything is. So good, and I love the Australian guy who suffers. I love, I, I love mean, him too. To, yeah, it, no, it's a great episode. The, the one of the best jokes of the season is where it's like Hermes is back, and his wife is like, Hermes found a way to to you know get over the the inefficiencies of the mind, so that all the labor is done by one Australian man. <laughs> 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 it's just like, oh, this guy's become like the fucking whipping boy for like this slave comedy. Um, but I will also yeah. say in defense of the B plot, literally, it's if rocky. you have spent, if you have spent any time on Twitter, every single woman on there would be insanely attracted to Fry. Like, that's like the only, <laughs> if Fry was like, would it be exactly the same, but he weighed 350 pounds. Every single woman on Twitter would absolutely not, want him to destroy them. Not even that. Yeah. Not even that. They'd be like, oh, Fry is such a twink. And he's like, no, he's just like a skinny fat guy who's dumb. No, not even like. I, I, I mean, I think he could, like, get pussy from, like, a Twitter girl, like, as he is right now. But, like, if he was, like, the size of, like, a refrigerator, that would he would be the perfect man for, like, I, I 90% love your of fucking, yeah. yeah. I love your fucking, your, your tweet from, a, from, like, a week ago. That's, like, all my fucking female mutuals want to fuck a god new god of war out yeah. Thor. That's yeah. what all their boyfriends look like. It's just, like, guys who are perfectly circular and have, like, fist-sized beards. Yeah. Yeah. They look like if Boogie twenty nine eighty eight was strong, so it. Yeah. it <laughs> they look. Yeah. They look like if like uh, the fucking the the rock character from Moana had never seen a barber. <laughs> no, but this episode, uh, you know, even the plot subplot, which is kind of weak. This is such a fucking fantastic episode. It's just it rocks. It's so cool. It, it's just banger joke after banger joke. It, and you know, Phil the, Lamar is one of the most talented voice actors working oh, in yeah. television yeah absolutely so much range so much talent so much, like one of my favorites yeah. no question yeah the, the fact that like he makes hermes like so interesting and so fucking funny as like literally just like a weird kind of like daddy dad like stick in the mud it's like he, he he fucking kills it yeah this was this was uh this is where hermes really got to Shine, both as a stick in the mud and kind of like a worse person than Bender. Even <laughs> like he's just like a <laughs> just an awful guy who's just like does not care about anyone besides him and his wife. He, this is it's where a, he really it's gets a to commentary shine. about capitalism. Woo! Woo! Um, I I also like uh, at the beginning of the episode they they don't do much uh, with them for the rest of the series, but I like that they they Leela brings over. A uh, poker game with old friends, and it's just the the guys from the uh, the fucking yeah the uh, cryo freezing lab. place. Yeah, and they yeah. they bring them back in the cryonic woman too, which I I would specifically remember from editing last season. Andy, you were like, yeah, they don't do much with the cryogenic guys, but I would love to see more of them. And then this season, they're well, like, I mean, we got you, Andy. <laughs> I, I remembered that. It's just like they 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 don't do much after this. Like this is yeah, basically for sure. Their last and then next program. season, like in five <laughs> of the episodes, the cryogenic guys appear, and he's like, okay. But the next one, they really back up, and then it be, it changes its name from Futurama to Cryogenic Sarama. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so i guess uh other than that problem let's with talk poppers. about uh what's the last one again problem with poppers problem, problem with, with poppers. who said this is Listen the funniest one of the talks, episode I, I really like this episode just the fact that like <laughs> they're eating fucking fast food and it turns out it's just the omnicronians like babies yeah <laughs> and I, just how it's just casual genocide and i don't know there's a lot of good jokes like during the the meeting with Lur, when Zap is eating them and then goes to put them down and just keeps eating them under the table. Yeah, 
or, um, or, or what's maybe my favorite joke of the season, honestly. There's a couple that are like really up there, but it's just like during the talking head segment on the news when like anyone else is talking, the hippie guy being like, no, no, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, no, shut up, shut up, fuck that's you. you. Shut up. That's you. That's me. No, that's okay. On this podcast, who tells who to shut up the most? Hmm. The answer is Andy. What? Come on. Come on. No, I mean, for good reason, because we we make fun of you so fucking much. Mm, If you say so. I I think so. Maybe not shut up. You know what? I I said the last two, so maybe I am. I like this episode a lot, and I like the way it's... Was that a mirror the whole time? (laughs) Yeah, no, you you failed to account. I forgot to check for mirrors. I was so busy trying to make Spencer check for mirrors that I forgot to see if my monitor was on. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm sorry for interrupting, Andy. No, I... Those poplars do look tasty. Damn, I would yeah. eat I would eat the shit out of those. I I want like Kentucky fried shrimp. Yeah. Yeah. Um well, that's literally what Popeyes is. Never mind. A lot of the hippie jokes the uh this episode are pretty lame, although I do like how it ends with Lurge just eating him. Just yeah. <laughs> swallowing him. Although the the whole bit of like, "Whoa, I'm so stoned" is like like you couldn't come up with a second joke about hippies. <laughs> Hippies do be loving drugs. I, I, and damn, damn. The when I see a hippie, I'm like, bro, are you on acid? Are you on, are you on beer right now? Bro, are you on weed? <laughs> bro, did you hold your breath for too long? Because you're tripping balls. Bro, you sucked in so much freaking helium. <laughs> I yeah. also, Don't you uh, hate it when hippies are walking around Woodstock being like, man, I'm so fucking high? Like, we get it, man. There's no balloons around here anymore. Like you don't, you know, you don't have to be coy about it, man. The the stone joke isn't great, but I do like Lur's line delivery of, <laughs> okay, that that like like how he he like he has to like like he, it's hit, hitting in stages. Uh, uh, I thought that was that was cute. Also, one of the I also like uh, the song this episode, the the Poplar's little jingle. Oh, have it's, you ever it's pretty considered good. that we're all like related, man? Yeah, no, okay. you're right. Uh, the Poplars. What the fuck was that? Pretty funny. I don't it's, know. It's a, I... it's a hippie who was high on helium. Oh, good one. Did that Moving not... <sighs> you gotta, you gotta I'm just ignoring this is why we. Real. This is why women make 75 cents to the dollar. Because they're not cause funny? Do, it's because we do shit like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just because they're not funny. You know, yes. and that's the number. That's the number one qualifying criteria for that'd a guest be, job. That'd be so funny if, like, if like the, all of the wage gap stuff was based like entirely around stand-up comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like every other field, it's like exactly equal. Like, <laughs> but stand-up comedy, it's just like, yeah, women make like a cent to every dollar. <laughs> hey, uh, you mind if I head off early? Dinner's ready. Wait, is that real? Yeah, that's real. Come My parents on, finished man. <laughs> All right, I can I can wait like five minutes. No, and f- fuck, we can. Fit. Or Andy, Honestly, we're, we're, you know what? We you got go some and treats for you, Andy. Talk about something that definitely isn't you. Yeah, yeah. Head off, Andy. Go. Yeah, go, yeah. Go, go eat dinner. dinner. Go eat. Go eat yeah. some pork chops. Yeah. <laughs> Andy's parents right, brought right. him some Wendy's. Yeah. We got some Wendy's well, for wait, you, sh- Andy. Sh- hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, I'm, I'm hearing the little dinner bell that Andy's parents are ringing for their little font font Leroy. Fuck off. Coming, um, mother. Coming, mama. Coming, papa. Do you this have is a new my, angle. Do you have my eating culottes ready for me? All right, this I'll is a new later. angle for making fun <laughs> of Andy, that he's a fancy little boy and not yeah, just don't like forget, a... Don't forget, don't forget to send me your shit, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will. I will. Yeah. Folks, that's going to do it. Uh, sorry we didn't have a guest this episode. Right, well, uh, he Andy, canceled well, on us. If, if, Andy doesn't se- if Andy doesn't send me his stuff, I'll get his butler to do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ty, you, me, you, me get a, and, you get more me money. Me and Richard are on, a, are on a first name basis. Yeah, which no, is funny because but... I didn't use his first names, which is uh, Bartholomew. Ooh, no, that's, that's gonna an do old it. Guy name, right? I promise. We'll hopefully have a guest next season. Yeah. Um, we're we're Andy's uh Andy's driving the limo to the beach on Christmas. <laughs> we uh we <laughs> brought it all back home. Let's go. Circular. Yeah, if, if oh. worst case scenario, we can get we can get one of Andy's servants to guest on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Hi, welcome to those good old fashioned values. It's Ty Spencer and Andy's valet. <laughs> uh, 
It's so funny how like Andy's probably like lower class than any of us, but we're just like, ooh, Andy's a oh, of course, little yeah. rich boy. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just that he he's lived with his parents for like three months longer than either of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just it's just like maybe it's it's only like he's like forty percent more strategic about using his money than us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Instead instead of moving to like. I either the worst city on earth or uh, the only place on earth where you can get molested as a 22 year old. He's like, well, what, if I, what if I wait until I have like savings to do it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think that's going to do it. Um, unless we want to talk about like swingers or porn some more. Nah, fuck. We talked about porn so goddamn much. I could talk about porn. I could talk about porn for about four or five minutes more. Well, yeah, and- I know you can. That's the problem. Yeah, well, just four or five minutes. You know. Hey, remember 50 minutes ago when you were like, we were at the table recording? We're actually at the table uh, to, yeah. to stage an intervention with, for how much you like talking about porn. Okay, now we've brought <laughs> it all around. All right, that's going to do it, folks. Uh, catch you for the bonus episode. We do have a guest for the bonus episode, actually. Yeah, for up. sure. Yeah. Returning uh, champions. See you then. Bye. Fuck well, it. All right, let's okay. do uh, have... how Hermes requisitioned his groove. Um, okay. Uh, Andy said um, gender bender and Xmas story. Uh, and uh, Ty, do you have anything? I said um, I said clone of my own. Clone of my own. I I was asking if Ty wanted. I I'm I kind of don't really want to because uh, I didn't suggest gender bender. Okay. Yeah, I, I said that that might be, like, one that we have... Oh, we didn't talk about Qbert in the first half, so let's do... That's what that's own, what I also... literally just said. Oh, yeah, duh. That, that's yeah. literally the words that came out of my mouth a minute <laughs> oh, ago. Oh, let's do the Poplar episode. I think that's the funniest episode okay. of the season. Okay. I'm down with that. Yeah, so Christmas, Hermes, uh, Clone, Clone of my own. Poplar. Okay. Yeah. All right.